Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's something gross up when you're expecting something to be a certain consistency. I don't want them attacking my lungs with the instruments I've seen. Hey everyone, this is Bob Shoy and you're listening to a very special episode of Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. A while back I recorded a Weird London episode with regular guest James Stein and promised to return for more. So to continue, I met with Nikki Druce of the Macabre London podcast, who's much more knowledgeable about the capital than me. And we spent the morning recording and visiting a few interesting locations. So here we go. It's really weird for me to come along and have someone else have planned what I'm doing because yeah. I'm always the one who has to plan everything and doing this and doing that. So I'm like out of my comfort zone already with oh, not no, knowing where I'm going. So it's kind of exciting. <laughs> it's kind of weird like diving into a nook to do a little bit of secret recording. Like, what oh, are we that's up to? Okay, though, yeah, it's okay. It's a bit echoey, isn't it? Right, okay. So um, what's like the rough plan? Are we just moving from location to location? Yeah. Right, okay. So this is uh, the. Um, older side of Guy's hospital that you've got here so um, it's a shame that you can't get in at the moment otherwise I'm taking the chapel because the chapel's really ancient it's really uh, pretty it's got the best sounds really weird but radiators oh right (laughs) they're like old Victorian cast iron kind of boiler type radius the radiators so they're round um, and then they've got like all this filigree on them they're amazing (laughs) Yeah, I've never so seen a radiator that impressed me, and now I feel sad, yeah. but I don't get to see <laughs> oh, it. No. Excuse me, can we look at your radiators? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're a sight to behold. You've got to see them. <laughs> so this is our destination. Wow, okay. It doesn't look amazing. So we're... The one with the scaffolding, right? Yeah, so the one covered in scaffolding. Right. <laughs> so I'm not going to make you climb the scaffolding, but we are going right up to the top of this building. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, it doesn't look like you're allowed in. No, you are. <laughs> so, what time is it now? It opens at 10.30. It is 10.41. Excellent. So, we are headed in, if we can find the entrance. The museum is open as usual. Oh, wow, okay. I did. So, do you want me to tell you anything before we go in, or do you just want to experience it? Uh, can I say what I think it is? Yes. Is this... You've oh, there we go, there we go. Oh, I see no. it. Oh, no, I was right. This is the guest. I've heard of this place. Yeah. And I've always wanted to come here. And Excellent. now I finally get to come here. Because we were supposed to come oh, yeah. here last year on Halloween. Oh, They right. had a talk in here. And yeah. it got cancelled because the person doing the talk got felt ill. Oh. 
Um, so we didn't come, and then we ended up holding a big campfire instead. Yeah. But, wow, and now I get to finally visit. Excellent. So I haven't actually said what it is. I'm recording now. Yeah. yeah. So we're at the old operating theatre. Yeah, I've never been in here myself either, but I've uh, seen lots of pictures of it, and I'm really excited and it to is, go in. it is, as the name suggests, it's an old operating theatre. Yes, it is, I think, possibly the oldest one left in existence in London. So, cool. Yeah, so let's head inside. Yeah, I'm up for it. Let's go. Two steps. Wow. Tiny little, tiny little tight stairway. Hope I'm not claustrophobic. I actually am. <laughs> Well, we can always turn no, I can handle this it. This is so narrow. Just worrying about back my head. Yeah, this is the tightest stairway I've ever been it up. It is. It is crazy. Okay. Do so we keep going? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> oh, wow. This is really disorientating. Got to come down. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. <laughs> That staircase was amazing, that's the last of it. Two please. Thank you. Okay. Ooh. Ah, so we're like right in the roof here. So we are right up in the back one. It feels old and it smells old. It smells musty, doesn't it? It smells lovely. So we're seeing some taxidermy. Yeah, animals in medicine. Yeah. Snails. See, this is. Um, I actually have a phobia of snails. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I already revealed that on the show. I already revealed that on the show once. So. I used to, uh, in my past life, I used to work at Bristol Zoo when I was a keeper there. So, oh really? Yeah. So I had uh, a snail keeper. Giant oh really? Snails, oh, yeah. that's like an absolute nightmare for me. I like going um, snorkeling, oh, but as right. soon as I see a snail, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out of it. <laughs> but they're okay. Yeah. Oh, I do eels for me or something that I hate. Mm. Which, um, you know, yeah, London, um, jelly deals. It's really <laughs> anything that, that consistency, because I can't go near a slug, can't go near a snail. Like if I, yeah, if I pull up, this is so off topic to this, but if I pull up to my house late at night yeah. and it's dark, and I'm like, there's so slugs around it, I'm literally like got my phone like that, and I'm like that on the ground walking, yes, yeah. so I don't go near it. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird, isn't it, how you have like these oh, yeah. rational... Yeah. Like we like we did a whole episode on like weird phobias yeah. and um, like what why people are scared of certain things as well and it was really that's why it came up before. Yeah. But it is really interesting how people have these phobias for no reason. Yeah. They have really no idea strange. why I have that. No. Mm. It must be some kind of past. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> but so. yeah. There are, we have tusks, yeah. horns, shells. Bits of sponge, sea sponge. Yeah. Um. It says elephant here as well, but I'm not seeing anything from an elephant unless there's tusks. These are too small for an elephant, right? Yeah, I was wondering if it might be an elephant tooth. Oh, wow. Those are usually hanging around. I'm always interested to, like, in old medicine when they used these bits of animals and whatever, Mm. like, why they thought that was going to do the job. Yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. Because with some of these things, obviously with uh, things like the pufferfish, they're really deadly. Yeah, so yeah. you don't want to be ingesting that or unless they're thinking oh you give you a little bit of this and then you build up your immunity to it but like I don't need to build up an immunity to a puffer fish no <laughs> or scorpions for that no. matter <laughs> uh, but yeah it's interesting to see that that's something that people thought would work because I can understand things like you know like the, the wool fat soaps or the lanolin soap yeah yeah we still use lanolin today but yeah. 
yeah, really weird to think that powder and bones and things. And in, in, in China, they still use a lot. Yeah, of I know. Yeah. So we've now got some medical tools. I find like old medical tools. They're kind of like um, they make me squeamish. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, oh god, like, I don't want that on me. They're always like rusty and <laughs> look at this one as well. Yeah, like what are they gonna do with that? That looks like some kind of punch. Yeah. And then there's some nice hooks at the top there. Yeah. And some looks like possibly might have been a smaller bone saw. And the thing is, when I see these hooks and stuff, I think about like, oh, I wonder what that's for. And I know what it's actually for is way worse than what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Actually. Oh, to those pin back dissected layers. So they're just looking back your <laughs> skin with those. Ooh. And remember, no anaesthetic. Yeah, oh yeah. That time. Yeah, what's the Either. point in trying? There's no way you're going to survive the pain. <sighs> yeah, well, people did though. It's, um, it's mad. Yeah. Because, uh, went to a talk not that long ago um, all about how hypnotism was used to try and hypnotise. Oh, right. To block out pain. To block out pain. Mm. And apparently, uh, in some places in Germany and France, they still use hypnotism. Oh wow! So you can opt to have hypnotism or pain relief. I think I'd opt for the pain relief. Yeah, I think I'd go for being knocked out. (laughs) The idea of being hypnotised kind of creeps me out as well, like losing control of my own body. I don't really like getting too drunk, which is my dilemma because I love beer. Being drunk, so I'm like, I just sit all night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, always eat a massive bowl of pasta. Yeah, that's it. Soak it all out. Ah, this must be a toilet. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) And uh, newspaper. Newspaper, obviously. They weren't savages. Keep you occupied. (laughs) So this um, old operating theatre and the garret itself are linked to St Thomas's Hospital, which is said to be the oldest hospital, but also there seems to be a fight between St Thomas's and St Bart's. I would love to see that actual fight. (laughs) With these old medical tools. Yeah, oh God. No, I don't want to see that. No. (laughs) So there's a fight between them as to who has the oldest hospital. Right. St. Bart's always say that they are the oldest. But St. Thomas's say that they're the oldest because they're linked to Thomas Beckett, who was around before St. Bart, I think. Mm. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, I can so edit it out if it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, um, they have this ongoing feud between them um, as to who has the oldest hospital. I'd also like to point out that I'm standing over a, a children's a really medical bed. <laughs> creepy crib. Yeah, with some creepy dolls in it. Yeah, you'd be shut in here at night. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> See, these are, yeah, I know what these are for. Oh, yeah, those are forceps. Yeah, yeah. You, you hook around a baby's head and yank it out, right? Yeah, and then they have those lovely little pressure marks around oh, the top of their head wow. for a few weeks. But, yeah, there's some, um, some good... That looks intimidating. Yeah, really scary stuff. <laughs> Glad you're not so, all right? So many of them as well. <laughs> yeah, so Just many. Just really ran yeah. the point home. <laughs> <laughs> so, got some big nursing badges here as well. So, these are quite nice because you can see the sort of courtyard that we just walked past there oh, yeah, yeah. printed onto the top of them so yeah I think that's like a little bit of the courtyard that's left there's still some there not all of it I and they think. wore these on there I don't know if they did oh it says worn worn yeah they look like really oh, heavy yeah, to they're like really wear heavy yeah, like they could just done something well. like that that's much smaller easy yeah nipple shield so stops babies biting your nipples yeah. As, as they do, you know, having to stop them all the time. 
This belt's really nice, though. I, I would quite like this belt. I assume that was a, uh, a nurse's belt of some sorts. Yeah, they just got, like, some of the nurse's stuff in amongst, like... What is this? Uh, a sputum cup. Oh, nice. Yeah. No. Ah, oh, a portable bedside font. So I assume maybe if they couldn't move the baby... Get the baptism done as quick as yeah. possible. It's out. It's done. Yeah. Because they, they said... Um, I might be wrong on this, but if, if you weren't baptised and then died, you went into purgatory. Yeah. That's what they believed. So if the baby didn't look like it was going to survive, they're like, quick, baptise it, like, instantly now. Yeah, instant ba- baptism. Yeah. So it's like baptism in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> this is very pretty, though. This this looks like the best this kind of Swiss army knife. Yeah, it looks yeah. way more decorative than useful. Yeah, so we've what? got uh, basically a... Oh, it's a tiny little notepad and yeah. pencil... A little, like, it's a little bucket. Yeah, like maybe a little thimbly thing. It's got it's got fabric inside it. Oh right. So, oh, it might be like some sort. Of, yeah. and, so there's an um, emergency, and then I'm not sure what that is. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, say, but basically, it's a utility belt, mm. but very ornate. I might actually take a picture of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Ooh, those all look like things that you don't want going anywhere near you. I like that they've got the quote here regarding these horrible-looking instruments. Yeah. Uh, remember, gentlemen, that this hook and this perforator have been put there to remind you never to use them. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. No, not a good idea. So we've now got herbs and what look to be various different seed pods and some other jars. Now these jars I think up here are a little bit later, I think they might be 20s. So right. they might not be traditional as of their time. So how old is this building? I'm not sure. Really old. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, before a certain age, if you tell someone how old something is, it's just like, wow, that's old. Yeah. Like older, just as old as you can think. Super old. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely before Victorian times. Yeah. So are these um, the operating theatre as well? And mm. is it when they used to have like an audience? Yeah. Do they do they still do that? Do they, well, is that is the sort of time when they would do that? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so when when we go in, you'll see that it's. Kind oh of right. Okay. You like, can actually go in there. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's seated. Uh, like oh, auditorium. that must be where they were going to do the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So they still they do quite a lot of gigs and stuff in there as well. Looks here like you might be encouraged to make your own bits Bruce. of medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know how effective they would be. That smells very nice, though. <laughs> what are you making? I don't know. I'm just giving it a go. There we go. Ah, so you're so making pills. Yeah, but oh, well, I wouldn't take them. It's just plasticine. Ah. But that's how you do it. Hey. The thing for me as well with the herbs... It's the same as the animals, they're like, why did they think certain herbs did certain things? Yeah. They just keep trying stuff. Yeah, there must have been some kind of basis in truth for it. But this sounds awful. Snail water. Yeah. <laughs> Take garden Uh-oh. snails, cleansed and bruised. Oh, Six no. gallons of that. Oh. Earthworms. Yeah. Basically all But chuck in some aniseed as well. Yeah, why, why not? not? Makes yeah. it taste a bit better, I guess. And apparently that's a cure for uh, venereal disease. Oh, okay. I think I'd rather have the venereal disease. Yeah. Very trusting in here, though, letting you 
touch things. I guess we're allowed to touch things. I just yeah. keep touching everything. Yeah, it doesn't but. say the stuff that says don't touch is you know clearly marked. Oh yeah, I suppose it's behind glass, isn't it? Yeah, so everything else. Is. So we've moved on to the four humans now, which were quite a thing during the plague. So the four humours were the things that were meant to be addressed. Um, I have to remember what they are now from school. See, I don't know this. So they were... So the four bodily humours. Right. This makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> well, I, I, don't have to, I don't have to mention that you're reading this at all. <laughs> So we've got black bile, yellow bile, blood and phlegm. So those were the things that had to be addressed. So if people thought that there was an imbalance of yellow bile, for example, they would uh, then purge you of yellow bile. Or if they thought that your blood wasn't right, they would then bleed you. um, That kind of fun stuff. So it was all about making sure the four humours were in balance. And I can't remember who it was. Galen. There we go. Right. So he was the one that came up with it, but yeah. So it was quite—it was believed for quite a long time as well. I can't remember when they stopped bleeding, bleeding it, <laughs> or bleeding people, yeah, and like trepanning and stuff. Yeah, was something that used to happen Oof. quite a lot. But yeah, really terrible stuff. And they linked them to elements, fire, earth, water, air, quite physical. So the main organ that was responsible for it. So that would be your thing that got. Attacked right. basically. Wow. <laughs> to try and get it back in balance. So they're going to attack your lungs if you've got a problem with your phlegm. Yeah. Mm. Which sort of in some ways makes sense. It does, but I don't want them attacking my lungs no. with the instruments I've seen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd use forceps on your lungs, but. <laughs> well. <laughs> What's that one? It's Wormwood. Yeah. Chamomile is quite nice. It smells a little bit like urine, but also at the same oh, time, right. it's quite flowery. I'll tell you that after you've stuck your hand in oh. there. <laughs> that sounds like smells so strong. Yeah. And you went for rose. I see, I didn't rose, see that one. I'm digging my hand in wormwood. Nice. See, that one's nice. Yeah. It's quite, well, it smells like roses. I've got marigold here. Marigold, I'm not massively. Mm. Oh, there's a, a good one here that's called bloodroot. And then poke root. So <laughs> and then we've got some coriander seeds. These look like poppy seeds, so probably made into opium as well. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I feel very witchy in this kitchen. Oh, so we've got a leech jar here. Leech oh, oh God, I actually thought that was a real leech then. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, different, very pretty-looking leech jars. So one of them is actually engraved as well. But that's going to be full of, like, writhing leeches, So that'll leeches, be full right? of writhing leeches. So leeches, I think they still use leeches. I know they definitely use maggots still in hospitals. What are these maggots for? Mm, for uh, cleaning Eating wounds. Out the wound. Oof. Yeah, so... But it's, it's nature's way, so it works much better. And that's getting your blood out, isn't it? Yeah, so these basically would, would bleed you, so they would uh, take any um, supposed bad blood out of your system, and then you'd be able to replenish your blood with good blood so yeah wow. they would be used for that so again I'm just like maybe I'm defeated but I'm just like oh I'd rather have the bad blood oh so on, on this sign here it says uh, leeches were used for everything from bloodletting headaches venereal disease and also hemorrhoids so oh, wow. yeah you wouldn't want to put that there would you <laughs> <laughs> it depends how bad they get yeah honest. I guess so <laughs> so yeah so uh, yeah, they've got three sets of jewels yeah wow yeah, not the nicest. When I worked at the zoo, we used to uh, 
there were some leeches in one of the uh, well the invertebrate section and they used to uh, get horse blood in and then yeah. they used to get sausage casing and they used to put the horse blood into the sausage casing and then put no it into way. the leeches so and that's the dinner oh that was horrible <laughs> so they were just hanging off this like horse yeah. blood sausage yeah it's so grim. Yeah, it's so grim. I don't even think you know. about how that. How are they going to feed a leech? But so if a leech is in the wild, or does, it, does it just go and like suck onto an animal? Yeah. So it will just basically they live in kind of ponds and. Some of the animals we've got in this world. It's yeah. Just mental. Yeah. They're just how do they even evolve to that yeah. stage? What, yeah, I was going to say I wonder what they think about, but they think it's just a human thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I really fancy some I blood. Guess they must have some kind of. They've got a central nervous system, haven't they? But I don't know whether yeah. they necessarily have a brain as such. Because, oh, they must do. I don't know. I don't want to think about it, to be honest. <laughs> Let's ask Siri. Siri will know. <laughs> what, do leeches have a brain? Yeah. Hey, Siri. Do leeches have a brain? So they have five pairs of eyes, 300 oh. teeth, and 32 brains. Why? So not just one. Why though? What's it thinking about? <laughs> Lots, apparently, because <laughs> it's got 32 of them. Wow, not like the philosophers of the animal kingdom, we never knew it. Oh, hang on, it says, well, technically they have one, but the brain is made up of 32 ganglia, which means the same thing in practice. So right. there you go, 32 brains in a leech. Wow. That's a fact for you. There you go, you're going to learn something. This is pretty grim as well. Stripping back the flesh to cut off an appendage. Oh, no thank you. That's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, that's really horrible. So, yeah, that's basically looking at a stump, but also stripped away from the bone. And we also have an anatomical teaching skeleton here of a female who looks very small. Is it real? Yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. So there is a rule about human remains, so they must have a... Um, license to do that. So you're allowed to. Um, you have to have a license to show human remains. That's such a strange license to apply for. Yeah. So. Did Michael Jackson have one of them? Because he had the elephant man skeleton in his house, didn't he? Oh, he did, but. Um, <laughs> oh, he wasn't displaying it. That's no. for his own personal use. Yeah, for his own personal use, <laughs> as he did. But that's been returned to uh, Bart's oh. museum. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, they've got him in there now. So I don't know how he ended up back there I don't know if Michael Jackson might have maybe just forgot to put him in his will and they were like well we'll have that back then oh yeah maybe yeah because he's an important specimen so yeah it's, it's such a weird real. thing to buy this fake, so. yeah well this yeah. is plastic, plastic. Isn't it? that's why it's not behind because if you touch old bones and that you're going to get ill I don't think I don't so. know yeah. I don't know much Mind about that and body and stuff they say not to go into them don't they because yeah. it can still be hanging around afterwards so we're about to go into the old oh wow this is it theater. so this is it so oh, wow. lovely big skylight yeah so yeah as you said they still do talks in here well the one they were doing, they were talking about old the one on Halloween last year it was like uh it was about like old medicine yeah. like thing methods of like using herbs and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah, so they, every Saturday and Sunday here, they do talks. Uh, they do a talk on Victorian medicine mm. and herbs in medicine and that kind of thing. So, skylight as well. I don't know if the skylight would have been as it is now, because that's safety glass up there. Yeah, I don't think they had <laughs> so, that. 
don't think that's original. It is really weird that a group of people would stand around and look at this table while they just like hack yeah. someone's arm off and stuff. And isn't it weird to think that there's people in here that have died, that yeah. have had a really terrible time? Like this floor's had a lot of blood on it. Yeah. I don't know if this How is could the original. They can't be, because it'll be stained, surely. Yeah, it must surely have been stained. Unless they used to cover it with cloths. Yeah. Which could have happened. But you think in here you would have had... Well, they got, is that sawdust underwear? Yeah. So, so that would have been all over the floor, uh, soaking yeah. it up. Yeah, that's what it would have been. Or any other uh, fluids, you probably would have had people throwing up. It is weird standing in a place where a lot of people died. Yeah. All the time. It's, always, I, it's so weird that but I've been in, in places where that happened. Well. But, I was going to say, every time I'm in a place where loads of people have died, it's really yeah. weird. I shouldn't be in these places. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important to recognise the history of things that have happened. You know, people that did come in here and died were doing something that, yes, for them was terrible. Yeah. But for humankind as a whole, yeah. being able to be operated on to find out We've got to learn somehow. Exactly. So it's like, uh, this won't be a popular viewpoint, but for... Animal testing. Right. Um, when it comes to veterinary medicines, I know a lot of people don't like veterinary medicines being tested on animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have. That's to be the same idea, on isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's the same. But then thing. we don't need to test like shampoo. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, cruelty free. Ooh, uh, but you know, things like animal medicines need to be tested on animals, same as human medicines need to be tested on humans. Yeah. So, but yeah, so unfortunately, people that sacrifice themselves they did well you know what if I'm going to die anyway yeah go for it yeah and it was something to remember that it was a lot of men in here it was never women oh no so it was all no 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 no, all gentlemen (laughs) Um, and quite often there would be female patients as well so a woman in a room oh so you can have a female patient yeah but you can't have female no are you allowed in there no, probably not. <laughs> They're probably very angry that I'm in here. But yeah, so uh, it would be, you know, you think of these poor women that were spread out on tables in front of all of, you know, a room full of fellas. Yeah. Not the nicest thing. It must have felt quite strange and alien to them. Uh, I would hate to be laying there all, like, these rows of faces Well, you faces think when you feel ill anyway, yeah, you exactly. want to be away from people, don't you? I want well, to be I know away from I people do. all the time. <laughs> when you're not feeling that great and you've got you know 50 faces staring down at you and if you've got to have some kind of intrusive procedure yeah are we allowed because yeah, oh, yeah, they have things up yeah, here of course you're allowed I was just going to try and get a view of what the room was like yeah. from uh, someone viewing it here we go Sorry, what's that? These look like big outdoor coats, don't they? But yeah. they're actually surgeon's coats. To soak up the blood? Yeah. Lovely. How crazy is that? Looks like a butcher's table. Yeah. So, regulations for theatre is written on the wall. And it says, Apprentices in the dresses of the surgeon who operates are to stand around the table. The dresses of the other surgeons are to occupy the three front rows. The surgeon's pupils are to take their places in the rows above. Oh, okay. Admitted by permission of the surgeon. Okay, so there is like a hierarchy on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, the three front rows. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So the big wig's up front. Yeah. 
and the pupils up at the back taking notes. Yeah. And then maybe a couple of visitors up the top just yeah, catching a show. Yeah. Well, when you think back to that sort of time, there wasn't that much happening around. They did have like grizzly entertainment, didn't they? It's like hangings and that. They'd all yeah, attend it. Like, great. Go to those. And it was their day out. Um, yeah, crazy. Oh, Ooh, right, you ready to go to yeah, the next sure. place? Okay, right, I'm going to put my water in this hand and then I'm going to hold on to this rope. I was going to say, is there anything to hold on to? I kind of want to get a photo of this staircase, but there's not really a way to do it. Yeah, it's hard to get across just how uh, tight it is. Yeah, it's literally probably the width of a knee and a half, I think. Yeah, this is not a staircase that you would be running up and down with any speed at all. No. But worth it even if you're passing and you just want to go up <laughs> to the top. a tight set of stairs. I reckon it would be, whoa, it's so disorienting. It really is, I'll start getting like around. dizzy. It's okay, we're nearly there. <laughs> there you go, that was the scariest part. <laughs> it was. Wow. There you go. That was cool, yeah, that was good. Right, like so I said, I've been wanting to visit this place. I'd heard about it. I didn't realise it was here. Yeah. Yeah, so near to the station. So we're walking to the next destination so as well. We're walking to the next destination. Oh, okay. Uh, we lost a little bit of the recording here, but you're about to join us whilst we're walking around Southwark towards our next destination. And we're in the middle of talking about the Bishop of Winchester, who used to own the whole area, uh, including the place we are about to visit and uh, his Winchester geese. Um, the place I'm going to take you after the next place I'm going to take you was uh, um, renowned for its Winchester geese, which were basically the sex workers that oh, wow. were around okay. here, so I used to licence them. And what do you call them? Winchester geese. Right, okay. So, but yeah, geese was a polite term for a prostitute. Oh, I've never heard so, that expression. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but our uh, next stop is just... Oh, okay. Yeah. So we've just gone around this circular building, that's where we're going. This time we're going down. Oh, okay. Underground? <laughs> going underground. Oh, wow. So, this street here, I think it's known as Clink Street. Right. So, if you think of people going to the Clink, yeah. where do you think we're going? I guess uh, prison, right? Yeah. We're going to uh, the oldest prison. Oh, wow. So, it's very small, very tiny. Um, again, it's... Oh, you're somewhere. allowed inside? Yeah. Oh. So it's somewhere I've not been, but I wanted to go. Okay. Everybody says it's a bit too touristy, so. Uh, we'll see. But we'll see. But yeah, I asked them if we could record, uh, and nobody came back to me. So. Oh, well, we'll just do it then. Yeah, exactly. I, I never normally ask. Oh, wow. <laughs> There you go, you want it back to the Yeah. Hello, hiya. Hiya, two please. Are we going through here? Yeah. It's got that old smell. Ooh, it smells really kind of dusty and damp. So the walls don't look particularly real to me. No. So this is apparently the site of the uh, the world's oldest prison. Right. So it's where the world's oldest prison. The world's oldest prison. Oh, I don't wow. know if that's true. I'm just going to say it is. Yeah. You heard it here first. It's the world's <laughs> oldest prison. But however, it doesn't really look that authentic. I don't. Me. I'm not sure if this is. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we've got some medieval shoes. And so this shows you. 
so basically how it looks. So yeah, what we're saying this morning which is the posh part of the city was over the other side of London Bridge, and right. this is on the nefarious, dark, terrible side of the bridge. So this is basically the place. That I never realised they separated out like that. Yeah, I didn't either until I started doing research about this whole area. So you got like shit town and yeah and nice town yeah, yeah basically so we've got some coins and various different bits and bobs that they've probably found around the area when they've been doing kind of um, excavations mm-hmm. or maybe or down by the river because we end up digging up loads of stuff we get people that are called mudlarks right that go searching through all the like soft Bank of the river. Right. Well, I say bank of the river, just the edge of yeah. the river. Just digging through for anything. So we've got an anvil. Manacles, right? So would you put your feet through this, or is this. Here? Possibly. That would probably be mounted on the wall, and you'd be. Ah, see. That's heavy. Ah. Yeah, that's why you're not going to get out, yeah. Yeah, so this anvil is all of this here. Right. Just belong to him. But yeah, he would just tax everybody in the area. But this was like, was this when this was like the shitty area? Yeah. So he just like lorded over like the shit Yeah. So he just used to make the people that lived there like poorer. So it says that there's like the prison was active from 1144 till 780. There's got to be older. There's older prisons in the world. Yeah, that. but that's a hell of a long time for it to be active. That is a very long time. So, yeah, there was... So maybe not the oldest prison in the world? No, maybe not. Because there's got to be older ones. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be. There's got to be prisons that are like zero, year zero. Yeah, definitely. Did they even imprison people back then, though? Was there that much morality? Well, I don't know. If you... um, Sorry, we've just been doing an episode about um, biblical conspiracies and stuff. Oh, right. And I'm thinking about... Because we were arguing whether if Jesus was a real person, is he not? Stuff like that. Yeah. They would put people on the cross. That's a real thing they did. Yeah. But they would have... They wouldn't just catch them and put them straight on the cross. No. Surely they'd have somewhere to hold them. Yeah. So that's the prison, right? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That would have been 33 AD. Yeah, which is crazy. It's weird to think of years in terms of, like, year one. Yeah. <laughs> like, when, how, what? <laughs> yeah. I thought this was kind of gruesome. The, the trials and shit he's putting through. Ooh. Carry a red hot piece of metal over nine paces. Yeah, this is nasty. Ordeal by water. So that this is a bit like water. Yeah, yeah. That he or she might have to retrieve an object from boiling water. Oh. And after three days, the wounds would be unwrapped. And if they were healing well, God obviously knew the, the accused to be innocent. But if the wound festered, he was guilty. So bearing in mind, back in that time when there was no sanitation, yeah. no sterile stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got this like, ah, oh, just the, like boiling... Anything boiling is horrible anyway. So yeah. you're sticking your hand right in. No, your skin I, is like flayed. I once chucked a boiling cup of hot tea over myself. <laughs> um, so that was bad enough. And so did, it heal like with, did it heal within three days? Uh, no, it took like over there you go, a then. week to even start healing. All that so, guilt on you. Yeah. There's nails here as well. Oh, it's like crucifixion with nails and stuff here. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got the, uh, the smell things in here. Right, yeah. Because I went, I went to the Viking Centre in York and they yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> The smell of sweet urine. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay, so men and women's prisons were separate. Yeah. Ah, so women's prison was here and men's prison was there. And we're where the kitchen was right now. Right. So the prisoners had to buy their own 
Stay. Ellen Butler. With what money? Nothing. So you'd buy for your admission the hire of your room, the hire of your bed, the hire of your bedding, hire of lighting, fuel, so if you didn't pay for that, you'd be freezing. Food. So if you didn't pay for that, you'd be dead. Water. <laughs> Brackets, not clean. Not clean. <laughs> pay for ale. I'd, I'd want to double the price. Yeah. That, well, that's why London, anyway. Yeah. It's just random prices. Yeah, they, they, never, they just took that and kept it yeah. from prison. You could buy luxuries to make you stay more comfortable. So inside these boxes, we got an old jug. Oh, okay. Candle. And that must be, is that a stone? Uh, I would say that is uh, bread. Oh, yeah. It's actually soft. <laughs> is it soft? Yeah. Oh, I just, ah. <laughs> like, one of them, you know, you're not expecting something yeah. to be. Go on, give it a poke. <laughs> There's something gross about when you're expecting something to be a certain consistency. Oh, and they just took a shit in the corner of the room. Oh, nice. Is that the real fossilised turd? Yeah, fossilised turd. Poke that. <laughs> See if that's squidgy. <laughs> no, that would have been really nice that, like, effect if they made that squidgy. Yeah. So if you haven't got any money when you get put in prison, yeah. do you just, like, no food, nothing, you just go die? No, I assume so. Or can he give you a loan? No, because it's just, just... Yeah. No, I don't think so. How are you going to pay it off? Oh, so this is, this is where I'm going to take you next. Oh, right. So this is Crossbones Graveyard. So you see how densely stacked oh, wow. the bones were. So it's crazy that they... So it's the prostitute's graveyard? Yeah, that so that's also what they known called as. it. But I don't know necessarily if it was... It was more of a... Um, just a pauper's burial ground. Right. So, um, but in... I was going to say, it can't all be prostitutes. No, so basically that whole area around there was the worst of the worst so that right. was where the real slums were right. so basically they used to just shove people into that patch but yeah the density of the bones is not like an inch between them it's just it was insane so they removed quite a lot of them but when TfL kind of discovered it they sort of went ah, well we don't really want to build on this but at the same time we've been told we need to build on this but right. the um Mayor of London, Steve Khan, has now um, hardened that area, which means that they can't build it. Oh, right. Which is great, because people have been petitioning to keep it um, free um, and not built on for quite a while. And there's like a whole group that looks after that area. Oh, right, cool. So they've handed it over to the people that want to keep it not built on, which is a good idea. But yeah. yeah, we'll go there. I don't know if it's open today, but you can see it there. Yeah. Yeah, this tells us all about the Winchester geese. Yes, I just saw this, the Winchester yeah. geese. It was on my outside. Hmm. So yeah, so being known to be bitten by Winchester goose was having an STD. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> so that was the remains site. Oh, right, okay. So this is actually the real wall. Yeah. There we go. It feels older. <laughs> Than the other squadgy ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it doesn't smell of anything. Maybe the bottom thing does. <laughs> you can just smell How does the wall though, smell? It smells like wool. Yeah. Kind of smells musty. So this was only the pri- this bit was only the prison wall from 1550 to 1650. Yeah. So where were the other ones? Um, yeah. So this guy was arrested over it. What? So they would um, what perform like a public exorcism thing? Yeah. But it would all be staged. Yeah. So it looks like it would be fraudulent. 
and then there's a way of uh, converting Protestants to Catholicism. Right. So then it says that the uh, Western Coast guy that did it uh, was linked to a Catholic conspirators, and then that led to him being arrested and then put inside quick. Hmm. That before. On priest hole? Yeah. No. So basically, um, there used to be priest holes in certain areas to keep priests safe. So they used to, um, when the two uh, religions were warring against each other, um, priests of different sides used to hold themselves up um, in areas to sort of Oh, right. Them. Like a little safe room? Yeah. So basically, it used to just be like a tiny little hole just to hold one person. Mm. And that's where they would stay. So yeah, just like yeah, like. See, um, just a hole in the that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, I said earlier I was slightly claustrophobic. Mm. I can do tight spaces, yeah. but if I can't move, that I have restrictive claustrophobia. Yeah. So that that's horrible. Yeah. Not not. I can stand in the cupboard, shut me in the cupboard, and I'm panic. <laughs> ah, there's some spikes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Are they the real heads? Nah. <laughs> oh. This is a, uh, yeah, yeah. It's even got a love heart on it. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just to remind you that that's a symbol of love. Yeah. <laughs> but how, how did you do your bodily excretions, though? Cause the, well, you've got the a hole. hole. The front is fine, but the hole at the back. you got a little poo. I bitten much <laughs> Just be careful what you eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the idea of a little bit of serration, just in case you're like, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, no, not a good idea. Uh, wasn't it like um, when young women had more chastity belts? I don't know if this is true, you might not know. Isn't <laughs> it like their dad had the key to it? It was usually their husband, I think. Uh, oh, but before they were married, though? Yeah. So maybe. It, I think, and then he handed the key to the husband? Yeah. That is such a weird yeah. thing. It comes back to the whole it's like, thing of ownership. Yeah, now you yeah. can fuck my daughter. It's such yeah. a strange. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I would hate it? to like, have to ask go. my girlfriend's dad, like, can I have the key tonight? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> but yeah, it comes back to this whole ownership of women. Yeah, yeah. Used to, you know, basically um, elevate power and yeah, things. Yeah. And it's just, you know, bizarre that that was even a thing. And some countries did. Yeah, well, just the ownership of people in general as yeah. well. Death was slow and agonising as the criminal skin, muscle, and fat cooked, Ooh. eventually falling away from the bones. Boiling no. to death, that is rough. That is really <laughs> I wonder how long it takes. There's got to be a point, there's got to be a point where you pass out from the pain. Yeah. But then it says death is slow and agonizing. Because sometimes they have people like, if it's a painful torture like that, and you're like passing out there, people like slapping you, keeping you awake. Yeah. That, I, can, I don't know how people did it to other people. No, it's so bizarre, isn't it? Because you think like anything like that, if you were, I don't know, just. No. <laughs> I was in the pub with my friend the other day and I was like, I've never just punched someone in the face. No. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't punch someone in the face. No. It's that whole sort of thought of inflicting pain on somebody else. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a hippie, I just don't want to hurt anyone. No, no, that's how you get it. I think most people think like that. Yeah. So that was like all this area? Yeah, so, so this and the fights, attempts, so basically everybody just revolted. Set fire to everything. What caused the riots? Um, probably Catholics. <laughs> oh, it was setting people against the Catholics. Yeah, that's what it would have been. Oh, and the gin craze as 
that was basically when gin came in, people got addicted to it because it was oh, much, right. much stronger than ale. I would have thought the gin would have been around longer than that, but... No, no. it was like, yeah, um, that's why it's called Mother's Ruin. Right. Because it used to ruin mothers and then they used to sell their babies to get more gin. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah, really bad. Um, and people... Uh, basically used to steal for it they used to become homeless because they would pawn everything for it and um, yeah just the gin yeah the gin actually I can't imagine like we know the whole world now yeah I can't imagine like a new drink coming out and people yeah. just like Going I need more of this yeah but yeah it was uh, like the crack of its day basically mm. okay <laughs> so what do we do uh, press the red button I think Okay, I'm going to leave this recording. Can we get our picture taken behind bars? Yeah. Press the red button. Shall I go for it? Go for it. That would make it easier. Let me get a timer. When it hits one, what do we do? Scream. Okay, I'm going to really scream. No. No. I'm going to do a silent scream. <laughs> That's the one. Perfect. That's the keeper. Oh wait, yeah, do I have to get a ticket? Okay. Got it, brilliant. Uh, now we're stuck. We're stuck forever. Right, are you ready? Yeah. Whoa, that's a creepy old door. That is a really creepy door. And then they send you out through this delightful fire exit. As we left the clink, uh, we could hear music on the streets, which you're about to hear. Uh, we walked towards it. What it was was a man sat playing the tuba with flames firing at the end of it. To give you a little bit of visual for the next bit. Expecting that around the corner. <laughs> right, coffee time. Now, after a quick coffee, we headed to our next destination. Apologies for a little bit of noise during the next clip. Um, it was quite windy at this point of the day. So we're at Crossbones Graveyard. We're at Crossbones Graveyard, so. which we talked a little bit about in the yeah. clink. So it's basically a burial site for the paupers of the area of Southwark. So. This street round here was one of the poorest streets, so you'll see that the building is all tiny little rooms, so these yeah. would have been let out independently, um, and they would have had anything from sort of five to ten people in each room, so it would have been really horribly cramped. Mm. The road itself, the width in between was probably about the same width as those cars there, so everything's super, super built up. cramped yeah, on top yeah. of each other. 
various different building regs not adhere to. <laughs> yeah. And this is the place they said they called it the prostitute's graveyard. Is that yeah, what it's called? Prostitute's so, graveyard? Yeah. So it's um, the uh, Bishop of Winchester. So it's the Winchester Geese. Yeah, it, that's so. it, yeah. So he basically um, used to take tax from the ladies that carried out their sex work around here. So um, he used to allow them to do that and not get arrested if they paid money towards him. So basically a bit of the hypocrisy of the church was that he was, you know, right. allowing this to happen, yeah. even though it wasn't thought of as morally right, just so he could claim some money. Um to be able to live his fancy lifestyle <laughs> so right. he wasn't the nicest of men I don't think but yeah so this is the uh, the gate this used to be the only area that you could touch so this is where people have uh, basically they put ribbons and tributes and I was going to say yeah there's the ribbons tied all over it there's ties yeah. ribbons beads necklaces dream catches there's everything yeah and so what what are they what are they so these are all dedicated uh, ribbons to the women that worked here right um, worked around here um, and quite often uh, sex workers from nowadays will come and um, put ah. tributes up um, as a recognition of you know the oldest profession um, because it's got like that nice link yeah, to yeah. people feel quite spiritually grounded to this area for and some it's, reason it's kind of like like you say it's not just prostitutes it's no. um just all sorts of like lower, yeah, class, lower class people, people and so. just sort of chucked in here without ceremony yeah so the majority of uh, skeletons that they removed from here were women right um, so that's why they think it was more um, to do with sex workers than it was um, anything else just because this area was so prolific for it mm-hmm. um, and if you were a prostitute you weren't allowed to be buried on hallowed ground and this isn't a sacred site it wasn't attached right, to any churches okay. um, there's a church around the corner which would have had a graveyard which I don't know if it still has a graveyard but that would have been the area where people would have been buried in hallowed ground but this was literally just a pit that people were chucked into wow. um, as the area got more and more built up um, when the Museum of London excavated some of the bodies they found that some of them had been wrapped in cloth, some of them had been put in coffins, some of them had just been chucked in so it was a real mix of various different people mm. put in, so some would have been slightly richer, but not really so... Yeah, it still wasn't the best place to end up No, not at all, but yeah, so uh, it's now been basically reclaimed by people that think that it shouldn't be built upon because it is sacred, but yeah, yeah the... Uh, but it had to be closed in the 1800s because the people that lived around here complained because the bodies were starting to stick through the top of the floor. Oh, shit, okay. So that's how bad it got. Wow. They couldn't even cover people over because there wasn't the ground to do it. That's how... Do they know how many bodies are? Is it just, like, too dense to even... Thousands and thousands. Just thousands, thousands, yeah. Because they can't... Basically, where the bodies are all mixed together, where they were so densely packed, they can't bring them out. Wow, that's crazy. But they found... uh, babies with um, basically syphilitic bones so scary thing is is that uh, basically if those girls were working and they caught syphilis then their babies would get syphilis right so yeah really horrible and the youngest skeleton they found in here uh, that wasn't well was a child uh, was 13 years old and she had syphilitic bones and it takes 
five years for syphilis to kick in, so it means that she was working five years before that. Oh, yeah. So that's just how bad it was oh, around that's here. Pretty nasty. So to make a living, that's what she had to do. But you shouldn't have to make a living at that age. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But unfortunately, if they had no parents, yeah, they would either uh, be put in a poor house, which basically that was just as bad, and you would end up having just as many terrible things happen to you but you wouldn't get paid for it so it was you know you choose to work on the streets or you choose to go to a poor home and those were the two things basically the poor homes were like prisons so lots of girls decided not to do that and went into sex slavery basically because that's what was deemed better at the time so yeah nasty stuff I mean it goes without saying but it's pretty gross that uh, I mean the and, the bishop, and the bishop of Winchester thought that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it just goes to show. Um, I think we might be able to go because I can see people in the garden. Yeah, I'm just going to get a picture of uh, these ribbons yeah. to put up on the website. Oh, I think it might be Yeah, I think so. Yay. So this is nice. It's, um, yeah, it's really nice. There's like a proper wooden entrance and seats. Yeah. And but yeah, so they encourage people to come have their lunches around here now because it's, you know, a very kind of work sort of city yeah. lifestyle so lots of people are moving around and they're still building this like every single day they're doing renovations and there's lots of pictures of crossed bones and stuff yeah, around and everywhere nice kind of little uh, like sayings as well and just lots of like nice words about the people that were buried here I guess people are trying to give them a little bit of respect yeah. after uh, they were massively disrespected in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, to go through all of that in the first place and then be chucked in a pit and then, yeah. you know, TFL come along and try and dig you up. <laughs> rat. <laughs> big old rat. That ain't big. <laughs> no, that's true. Actually, I've seen someone in London. <laughs> that's just an normal size rat. So there's lots of different little shrines in here as well. Lots of gin. I was going to say, a couple of gin bottles left by the shrine. Yeah, so that harks back to what we were talking about in the clink with Mother's Ruin. Yeah. And uh, how, you know, a lot of the bodies that were in here would have ended up here because of Mother's Ruin. It is, it's a really weird place because it's kind of run down. Mm. Um, but it's kind of nice and yeah. like kind of really respectful but it is really run down it's really strange yeah. it's a really strange like vibe here yeah it's kind of bizarre because you can see the shard in the distance yeah. the trains going over and you can see the cell phone tip of the gherkin over there as well Yeah. so it's like you're really in the heart of the city and you've got this tiny little I mean it's not a big area no it's just a little tiny rectangle I mean just in the time I've been recording we've walked from one end basically right to the other yeah. and it's only like, like a minute to walk, yeah. not even that to walk from one into the other, really. But yeah, when you think. Uh, I'm just amazed that so many people come and, and pay their respects. Like they haven't forgotten this. No. It's really interesting. Yeah, but there's, there's, you know, loads of burial sites like this across London that mm. people don't know anything about. No. So, I, would, you know, I, would, I would have had no idea about this place. Yeah, and until people uncover some of these areas when they're doing digging and things, people just don't know where they are because they weren't ever documented at the time really yeah. because they weren't figured to be of any importance at all because it was just the poor people and the poor people don't count so yeah. 
leaves and yeah just like just like now yeah <laughs> yeah it's quite nice because there's um, anybody can come and volunteer here and again you've got writings and stuff all over the walls yeah people have been throwing the coins in the pond yeah yeah the um the area here uh guy john constable which sounds like a very old name but it's not <laughs> he's um still around um and he basically uh said that he fell asleep one night and got woken up in the middle of the night um by uh, a vision of a winchester goose and he didn't know what it was and so he got out of bed and followed uh, where she was saying for him to go and ended up here. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he says that it was the voice of the Winchester Goose that was leading him here, and then he's written poems and plays all about this area. So, yeah, I think it has mm. to be taken with a slight grain of salt. Yeah, but I love them sort of stories. But it's a good little story, you know. It's, it's I always say on, on the show, because I do a lot of ghost episodes and stuff like that, I don't believe in ghosts. But I love ghost stories. Like yeah. I love them. I love hearing. I love any sort of storytelling, mm. be real or not. Um, so I appreciate a really good ghost story, even yeah. if I don't always believe all the facts. Yeah. No, I kind of feel the same. It's like I have seen ghosts, but at the same time, I still in my head don't believe. Don't necessarily believe it. Exactly so it's the one same. of those things where it's like, I've seen that, I don't know if I trust myself yeah, yeah. that it wasn't something that I saw out of the corner of my eye, or, you know, and it's like, particularly when... I'm well, always looking for an, an, a logical reason why I saw what I did, or why what I experienced happened. Yeah. Exactly. Usually yeah. lack of sleep, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sure, of course, yeah. And now we're on to our final destination, 50 Berkeley Square. Uh, again, there's a little bit of excess noise here um, because it's right next to a big, busy road. So, there we go. So, yeah, so let's cross over the road and then we are there. So, this is Berkeley Square? Yep. So, Berkeley or Berkeley, depending Barclay. on how you want to say it. How do you say it? Um, I say Berkeley. Right, I'm going to say Berkeley then. Because I'm posh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not but posh. I'm going to be posh for today. <laughs> means I had to go back and re-edit all my talking before. <laughs> and, and Barclay Square is um, the location for the most haunted house in London, right? Yep, apparently so. So this is number 50. Oh, this is it, number 50, we're right here, okay. So right here. So this used to be a bookshop for many, many, many years. And now the, I think, two years ago, three years ago, they sold up and moved out. Does someone live it? Um, so they're turning it back into a private residence at the moment. Oh. So for years and years and years, it was a um, just a bookshop. And before that, it was then um, just a private house. So they're now going back in and stripping everything back. You can see the planning application online because I tried to contact the people. See if they get us in. in. No. But apparently, I'm not allowed to. So. But I don't think anyone's in there at the moment, but I don't think we can peek through the letterbox, even though I really want to. <laughs> oh, no. They sealed the letterbox shut. Oh, I tried to have a peek. Oh, rubbish. How do you deliver the post here then? There's a gap under the door. Yeah, you have to slide it under. Yeah. Oh, I can't see much under there. No. So the site was several different hauntings. So the attic is meant to be the most haunted place. So uh, somebody decided to stay in there overnight as part of a bet. 
and uh, basically they didn't survive. They shot at a ghost and then they died of fright, apparently, so they were found. See, I'm going to react like, oh my God, I know this because I listened to your episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all about it. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was... Uh, oh my God. So they... Uh, <laughs> That was oh my, my best acting. Um, That's really scary. Whoa. They didn't survive the night. <laughs> they didn't survive the night, apparently. But wow. when you look back through the archives and the records, there's no uh, like mention in any death records or, or anything of people dying here. Oh, right. So, so it might be a little bit of... They think it was a cover-up because mm. they were smuggling uh, basically anything that was of any worth at the time. So, like, you know, kind of gold or anything like that. Into the basement, and it was covered up by pretending there were ghosts here to right. stop people going into the building. Oh, okay. But that's the only explanation that I found for it. But yeah, but the um, everything else in the house, apart from the top two floors, is meant to be fine. So right. Okay. You would have thought the basement. So it's a uh, localized haunting to yeah. one area. Yeah. Basically. Okay. I don't know why, but. Why is it the most? I think because it was the most reported at yeah. the time. So things like Penny Dreadfuls and stuff in the Victorian times um, were really uh, documenting this place because right. it was like a good thing for them to write about. It gave them like decent content and things. Mm-hmm. So the um, legend of it was passed around person to person. So it's got just that's... a little bit of notoriety going yeah. around about it. Yeah. Which is weird, given that it is a private residence. Yeah. You'd think that, you know, somewhere that's that haunted um, would have that kind of reputation because it's a, a public area with loads of people going through it. Like, yeah. You know, for example, with the clink and things, there was lots of people in there, so you can imagine that there's lots of different stories coming out of it, mm-hmm. but from one um, residency. But then also the other thought is that uh, the guy that lived here, I can't remember his name, but he... George Canning. No, not George Canning. <laughs> I was just reading the name in front of me. <laughs> so he was the Prime Minister. Right. He was like the shortest reigning like Prime Minister. Right. Short, shortest reigning? No, that's royalty. Uh, like, in office. He ran for the shortest term. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he was... Uh, he lived here for... I don't think he lived here when he was Prime Minister. Right. But, uh, oh, no, maybe he did. I don't, I don't know. know. But he died at work. He didn't die here. Oh, right. So, so he's not spooking the place out. So he's out. not spooking the place out. And then they think that the other guy that lived here, whose name I can't remember, he basically lived a solitary lifestyle and he used to have uh, a servant that used to come and bring his food, but his uh, he was jilted at the altar. Right. So he then locked himself inside his house to leave because he bought this place and did it up for his wife and then she ran off with one of his mates and then he was left on his own so it was said that people would see a ghostly shadow moving from room to room okay. in the evening by candlelight but it was actually him so so this place has the um, it has the, the moniker of the most haunted house in London yeah and I'd heard of it as being the most haunted house in London yeah and then I saw that you had a podcast about it yeah the most it's called the most haunted house in London, right? Yeah. <laughs> so do, you, do many? Do you think many people come here? Because I don't think it's many like, people know that much about it because there's nothing to say. Yeah, I was going to say if you came here looking for like the most haunted house, you'd be kind of 
yeah. kind of underwhelmed. Yeah. Because it's just a house. Yeah. It's next to a road. It's just. And it's I don't feel spooked out. But, uh, around it at all. It hasn't got like an eerie presence. No. Uh, even if I came here at night. Yeah. But yeah. It's um. It's very strange. Yeah. But yeah. Apparently, two sailors that stayed here overnight as well uh, were said to have woken up in the middle of the night and both uh, saw something which looked a bit like a octopus kind of creature crawling towards them so they both ran out of the building and one of them um, saw his friend run out of the building um, and so he followed him and then he ran the first guy ran down the street and then he saw a policeman on the corner spoke to the policeman and said ah there's something in this house right and expecting to see his mate behind him and his mate had fallen down here and smashed his head open and he was and dead as well he was dead so. so it's like a cursed house yeah, yeah. Than a, London's most cursed house yeah maybe but yeah the uh, the girl in the attic was said to have been um, it was like her and her uncle and like her family were living here and apparently it was the uncle that abused her and then she jumped out of the top floor another window. fatality so that's who's said to haunt the top right, floor right okay it's her so yeah wow. yeah there you go, pretty unassuming from the outside. Yeah. But it's got a lot of history behind it. I was hoping to get some sort of like creepy vibe off it, but. No. No. No, you don't get it. It just looks it. like a house. Yeah, it just looks exactly like all of the other big, tall, ridiculous million pound houses around here. But how this much? is like double millions. Yeah, I was going to say how much do you reckon this costs? Uh, it's a big old house for this, this area of London. For about 16 million. Wow. Possibly. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. Maybe wow. six million. I'm, I'm like making it though. up. Yeah, it is huge. And it's got a basement. Yep. Well, but yeah. They could t- someone should buy. Uh, I was gonna say sixty. I was gonna say someone should buy it and turn yeah. it into a big spook house. Yeah, that's what. But no one's gonna pay sixteen million to open a spook house. No, I don't. You make the money back anytime. <laughs> no. So this is our final destination. So this is our final destination. I don't want to say it's an underwhelming end. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's no, the it's one a... with the most history attached to it. I yeah. Think. It's got some cool stories yeah. surrounding it. And I'm going to plug, if you want to hear some cool stories, go listen to um, episode, it was number one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, episode, episode number one. one of Macabre London. Yeah. So you can hear all the facts about it. Yeah. So um, all the true or not true stories. No, they're true, right? Yeah, yeah maybe. All the 100% <laughs> facts about it. Yeah, all the 100% truths. Now, I try and base most of my research uh, on actually making sure things happened yeah, yeah. with this one here. Well, I feel like this, this is the difference. Your show, you actually do your research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spend quite a long time researching each episode, and I'm super duper thorough about making sure that everything's like. If there's any kind of discrepancy between stories, I try and find the like right. middle ground on it because quite often there'll be like one story where it's like a girl has done something and then another story will be like it was yeah, a boy that that's did always it and happens. it's like uh, so who was it and why did they do it and just like trying to find that middle ground is quite difficult see it looks like we don't do our research but we do more <laughs> than it sounds like I think Excellent. on some some episodes cool okay that's, that's done then there you go Bar- Bar- Barclay Square Barclay Square hmm. alright cool so and um, where do you need to go back to? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to <laughs> find out work where you're it out. Yeah. And you're going to 
a satanic flea market. Yeah, so I'm off to, uh, there's a group called Satanic Mojo that do, basically, um, they have events sort of once every three months or so, but they always put on like really good little events, mm. so it's worth going along to their stuff. And there we go. I want to give a massive thanks to Nikki for leading me around for the morning and showing me some interesting places. If you want to hear more from her, you can find the Macabre London podcast on Acast, iTunes and most of your regular podcast places. You can find it on Twitter at, at Macabre London and on Facebook.com slash Macabre London. Uh, for us, as you already know, go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com and you'll find links to all our Twitters, Facebooks, Patreon, etc. And the blog posts for every episode, including this one, um, I'll put up a few pics from the day in London, uh, including the one you heard us get taken in the clink. We got locked up. Uh, listener of the week this week is, of course, Nikki Druce. Thanks again. So thanks for showing me around yeah, for like no the last like, yeah, three hours. Yeah, just give me a shout if you want to do like. So yeah, yeah, cool. Any other bits and bobs? There's plenty of stuff to see. So let me know. Excellent. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks very much. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.